Go ahead. Blog Talk okay. Radio. What was your uh, question? Sorry. <laughs> how, long, how many years has it been for the sand part? Um, two seasons. Okay. Two thousand. Oh, yeah, last season, thirteen or fourteen. Yes, because it's or when 14, you start to 15. put those files together, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I just can't seem to get it <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I understand for sure. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm sure it's not the easiest task to get edited. But um, and it's Georgia Southern is where you played, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And care, the head coach for UAB was my coach in college for two years. That's kind of how I ended up okay. here. Gotcha. I think, um, well, we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. Basically, what I want to do is I'm going to just give a um, a quick intro, if you will. Then, mm-hmm. um, then I'll just kind of, and what I'm going to intro with is that you played at Georgia Southern. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you've been a coach for indoor for three years and then for two years out, outside. Um, and then from there, I would like to have you give a little bit of your own history and how you came about, you know, from mm-hmm. uh, playing. And then from there, I really want to spend the lion's share of the time on what you found, you know, really is the thing that young people need to grasp onto to really love playing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, um we work with a lot of young athletes here in Minnesota, and, and so many of them mm-hmm. are doing it for the wrong reasons, and they're doing it because right. their mom said. And and I think it really is a travesty when the six foot three person that can jump out of the gym doesn't want to play when they finally get to you, um, right? Because they never wanted to play in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those are the type, those are the types of things I want to kind of go down. Um, okay. If uh, awesome. uh, we'll just kind of see how it rolls, I will. Like I say, we're not going to have any breaks once we get started. Um, I okay. will set it down probably, you know, twelve, fifteen minutes into it, and then, mm-hmm. and then we'll get off and we'll see how it goes. And if we want to make any edits off the top, and then, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds perfect. Cool. Yeah, I'm not a perfect. Shopper, Hopefully, so. perfect. <laughs> it's always hard. It's <laughs> funny because you can. Do the intro live really easy because you know we only got one shot, but it's when you tape yeah. it, it's when it's tough. <laughs> it's I <like>, bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. So, um, and then do you, you would like to go by Bailey Coleman, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure that I, you know, no problem. Pronounce everything right. As we blast it up to the world. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Here we go. I'm going to the intro. Pardon me? Okay. No, go ready ahead. Ready to go? I'm ready. Cool. Yep. I guess. And then, um, all right, so. All right, here we go. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Stephen McCarthy from the McCarthy Project, and we are coming to you today from actually sunny Minnesota, finally. It's been a couple of weeks of downtime and 45 degrees and rainy and just really not fun outdoor uh, weather. But uh, it has turned today and looking forward to getting out this evening. But um, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the love of the game and how do young people develop it? Is it something that is just innately in people or is it something that gets kind of um, – pushed out, you know, as kids start earlier and play one sport earlier. Uh, so I've asked um, 
Bailey Coleman, who's the head coach for UAB Sand Volleyball, to kind of come on the show to talk about how can young people begin to understand that they can do it for bigger things and they can develop the love of the game rather than just playing because they're supposed to and what everybody else is doing. So how are you doing today, Bailey? I'm doing great. Great. Great to be here. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, like you mentioned off here, it always is fun to talk about sports and talk about volleyball and and then always. add a little going outside with it. And it really does become yeah, it's, uh, quite a fun experience. <laughs> yeah, but so, it's 85 and sunny here in Birmingham, so <laughs> we've got the perfect oh, yeah. weather. Well, now way to rub <laughs> it in right out the chute. You know, it's uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have been with the weather now that I'm thinking about it with somebody from Alabama. But um, just to give a little background, um, everyone, on Coach Coleman is that she actually did play for four years at Georgia Southern and then uh, has coached indoor for three years at UAB and has just completed her second year uh, on the sand uh, at UAB as well. So uh, you really have kind of come through. Uh, I'm sure the growing pains of starting a program relatively new, you know, Mm -hmm. and how do you get people excited about a sport that, you know, most people only see during the Olympics, you know what I mean, that type of thing. And so before we get into a little bit about that, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but talk to us about your career as a player and how you got excited about sand volleyball. Um, Well, I started, uh, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, so sand volleyball was always um, there on the beach uh, for me to grow up and play Uh, on. So, you know, yeah, from a young age, um, I actually played with my brother a lot. (laughs) So we would go out there and it was always, obviously more fun for him and you know that's where it kind of all started um but at that time there wasn't collegiate sand volleyball so um fortunately now for the athletes these days they have that option but um so I always had the indoor and um got a scholarship to play at Georgia Southern and then always played in the summer adult leagues and junior leagues and um you know just fell in love with the game as we're talking about it and um I had the opportunity here at UAB to, you know, take over the SAM program. Um, unfortunately, we had um, a death in the coaching staff, and um, I was luckily, luckily enough, um, our head indoor coach gave me um, the option and, you know, the promotion, and she she really instilled in me that she knew that I could take it over. So I couldn't be more grateful for Carrie, who, um, who gave me this opportunity. And see, that thing is – it is something, while the season, you know, it, like I take it up a step back, is that really mm-hmm. it is something that has happened on the coast because you talk to people in California, you know, and they've got mm-hmm. 60 events they're playing in, but you're talking to somebody in right. Minnesota, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think we've got <laughs> like four or five clubs, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, think about it, we've got probably 15 tournaments across the whole Twin Cities. And mm-hmm. it's just in June and July, so it's really at its baby mm-hmm. stage, you know. But right. when you talk about the coast, it really is something that's been going on a lot longer. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, Florida, California, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, they can't get enough of it. So I think the game is is spreading throughout the country. I mean, to have these tournaments at least in June and July for kids, I mean, to get out there and and have the opportunities. More and more opportunities are coming available, and you know, can't be more excited about it. Yes. All right. So now let's go over to kind of the 
kind of the meat and potatoes of why mm-hmm. I think it's important is because a lot of young people today um, are playing sports and they're playing nine and ten months out of the year. And some are specializing a lot earlier. Um, not that I think that's a great idea, but it, it just seems to be a fact from that standpoint. Right. Um, but a lot and a lot of kids, you know, you know, it's funny because I work with some young athletes, and we always talk about retiring when they're 18, you know, because they already had a 12-year <laughs> career. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it's, we laugh. At, both of you know, both the kids and I laugh about it, but it's true. When you have a 12-year career in athletics, you know, it's about time to retire. You know, and um, but that's in a lot of ways the times you get started because you can play the rest of your life. And I don't think a lot of mm-hmm. people, especially young people, understand that, you know, playing sport is actually something that you do throughout your whole life, not just, you know, when you're young and right. supposed to. But how right. do you I develop mean, a love of the game? And kind of how did you develop? Because, like you just mentioned in your intro, you had that desire planted early, and you kind of say, oh, well, if I can't do that, I'll do this. So how did you switch mm-hmm. it over? Um, well, gosh, how could you not love this game? Um, you know, you're on the beach, the atmosphere is laid back, um, the kids are relaxed, but, um, this, this sport is, is growing so much and people are, you know, just getting out there and whether it's in the backyard or competition or just trying it, you know, um, these kids just have the opportunity now to go out there and just see what it's all about. I mean, this game is, and it's completely different than the indoor game. Um, you know, there's so many more aspects and well-rounded athletes. And, you know, it's actually will help the burnout rate that we're talking about. Oh, retiring at 18. Well, yeah, but if you can go out in the sand and play, still doing the same volleyball skills that you would in the indoor, but now you're outside, you have that whole different um, aspect of the game. And now you can you can play for, you know, three months, out of the summer and see where it goes, but just having the opportunity to start it, I think, um, you know, you can't learn but to love it. If you love the game already of volleyball, it's only going to make it stronger. I think um, that's kind of yeah. how I started. Um, it might, it was very, very, it brings out a lot of insecurities in athletes because, Oh, I got to do all the skills. But once you click, and so once you start to learn the game and how you can be successful at it um, and you see, you know, you see yourself becoming better um, you're only going to love it more. That, you bring out an interesting concept when you say uh, it puts a little fear because you have to play all positions. And that gets back to that specialization mm-hmm. thing. So many young kids right. have been pegged as a setter or an outside hitter or a libero, and they they just don't learn the full encompassing. And I think a lot of times that's a, what caused the burnout too is because they're when you're young, you want to play all the things. You just don't want to do one or the other, and it gets boring after a while in their mind. Right. I mean, yeah, the specialization, um, it can, you know, deter an athlete from the sand, but it also can help, you know, especially if an athlete wants to do dual. I mean, a six-rotation outside hitter, I mean, we all know they're few and far between. <laughs> um, the yeah. sand is, is only going to help help those hitters out. Um in the middle, I mean, all positions, you can't go wrong with learning all the skills and being a well-rounded athlete, in my opinion. Now, some, you know, don't agree, but um, we've seen players, our dual players have been, I mean, just defensive-wise, have been from the very bottom to digs per match to being the second. Our setter was the um, 
second best defensive player we had on the team. So, you know, you can't say, oh, that's training, but um, what the difference was, sand or not sand. Um, so we've seen what it's done to to the indoor players, but we've also seen these sand kids, um, you know, erupt from a young age now in all these sand clubs around the country. And, you know, you know kids are – are learning, wow, I can do everything. I don't have to just be a middle hitter. I can pass that hit, you know, I can do it all um, while playing in the sand, and that opportunity is, is just growing completely. Now, th- th- let's just talk a little bit more about the specialization because I think it's a really key component yeah. to, to, to life. Because you mentioned, okay, say you have a natural athlete that shows up in mm-hmm. your program and they're struggling, things aren't going the way they want to, they go outside, mm-hmm. and it changes mm-hmm. up the game. It brings the desire to play. They're doing all these different things. And you're saying it actually elevated their their play back in the indoor game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could ball control-wise. I mean, at UAB, we do ball control for 20 minutes before practice, and just seeing the well-rounded, all our kids can do ball control, not just the DSs or outsides or setters or whatever. Um, I mean, everybody can participate and run the drills that we want to um, as a team. So that team cohesion um, really heightens um, the competitiveness of practice um, and just it's done nothing but better um, learning the shots, learning court awareness, learning. And we go from, you know, skill-wise to mental-wise. I mean, in the sand – it's you and your partner and you got to figure out how, you know, we train a lot on defense mechanisms. When you make a mistake, I say the best athletes have the best short-term memory in the sand. I mean, you got to get over that quick. (laughs) That's what I tell kids, you know, short-term memory. Um, You know, you got to get over that mistake quick because the next ball's coming. You're going to touch it no matter what. So it's not like you can hide, you know, hey, setter, I'm all right. Don't set me for the next two points. Let me get over this. I just got blocked (laughs) twice, you know. (laughs) You know, it all happens. Yeah, well, the funny thing you mentioned is one of the biggest pieces to the love of the sport, in my mind, is understanding Mm -hmm why everybody does what they do and make it like a dance. You know, if you could elevate mm-hmm. it to a symphony or, or an orchestra mm-hmm. playing this fine uh, you know, piece of music and they're all working together and they all understand what each person is doing. So you've seen actually in your team this happen where this actually brings people closer together. Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, partner-wise and team chemistry-wise, I mean, when you see the two players work it out, whether, you know, one's struggling and the other's doing really well, and for them to, you know, either shift over or take more court or, you know, figure out how they can work together. Because, you know, the beautiful thing about sand is we, and I love it, but the girls coach themselves and they have to problem solve and they actually have to be an independent athlete mentally and physically. And for them to, come together and mature and be independent and be able to control a match on their own. I mean, it's unbelievable to watch. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love this game so much, um, the independence. And... See, that, you, I mean, you really opened up the Pandora's box. I mean, to rip off those things, <laughs> who all doesn't want an independent athlete who can think mm-hmm. and problem solve on the fly mm-hmm. inside a system? Mm-hmm. That's just the, right. the, the essence mm-hmm. of beauty. <laughs> In my mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I totally agree with you. I couldn't. I mean, you practice those strategies and, you know, you coach and you work on that and, you know, that's in practice. But when it's game time, you know, it's it's up to them to, to mm-hmm. figure out how they – I mean, we can, you know, chit-chat when we're switching sides or at timeouts and help them, give them a little yes. point. But in the, in the end, it's between them two. Um, you know, you have – you have little effect on on what how they perform, um, so they can't look to you to the side and coach feed me. What did I do wrong? You know, that's when in practice you have to train them, you know, mentally for that. See, and that's the truth because one of the pieces to the puzzle, you know, and I'm gonna kind of bring a basketball angle because uh, mm-hmm. I was a basketball junkie when I was a kid. But Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, he did not get up there and rip. Every, I'm sure he yelled, you know, when it was appropriate. You know what I mean? But he didn't. Right control the game like a lot of the, I would, I call them power coaches, you know, where they just want yeah. to control everything, you know, and mm-hmm. it really, there's no way that you could argue that an athlete that's independent thinking for themselves because they want to, and they're, they're, they're engaged because they want to, that they mm-hmm. under pressure can't think at a higher level than the person that's being told everything to do. Right. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, the mental capacity of what, you know, those those players that have to be told what to do every single point, you know, they don't have that maturity level that, you know, a sand athlete has to have. Um, if you can't mature mentally and, you know, you have to really figure out who you are, who you are as an athlete, what your strengths are and your weaknesses and what your partners are, you know. And when we try and partner up, we've got to see that, the chemistry, the personalities, and, you know, who, who can make – their partner better in the end, they're both going to be better for it. Um, you never want to, obviously two, two girls fighting each other the whole time. Cause that's never going to work. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a struggle, it's, it's, you, you know, partner sometimes on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's about, that's about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just but, nice uh, and refreshing as a coach. And it, that's where you really, if you really, get to the essence of being coaches, you know, the, I think the really ones are doing what we're talking about mm-hmm. and, and really engaging athletes to be independent because that is the love of the game in the end is to go out there and compete and come through and get the goosebumps and feel the adrenaline mm-hmm. and all those things are what we get there. But we have to get there and be good, right. so to speak. You know, how do we do it in those times on the Wednesday afternoon when it seems just better to sit down and do nothing? Right, right. I'm going to direction just a little bit here. I'm going to change the direction okay. just a little bit because I think we're talking now, we've talked for the last, you know, you know, whatever, five, six minutes, whatever, on mm-hmm. uh, the adult, you know, per se, the 18 and older crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, as mm-hmm. you as your position that you sit in now for the last three or four years and looking back into the younger crowd, mm-hmm. you know, when you see a 12-year-old, uh, you know, that's playing, you know, nine, ten months out of the year, just grinding mm-hmm. it out already, you know, what mm-hmm. would you recommend to those young people at the 12, 13, 14 range? Get in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever you can do, get the sand. <laughs> and then just run around. Do they, I mean, do you, do you believe in the organized practice scenario, or do you mean just get out there, have fun, take you know a couple oh of kids with them, and, yeah. and spend the afternoon? 
No, definitely. Um, I mean, it's going to just relax the kids. Um, they're so stressed out these days of, you know, you got nine, ten-year-olds that are worried about where they're going to go to college. You know, come on. You're only nine or ten. Let's, you know, let's find the love of the sport first. And then, you know, if you once you get that love, if you do or don't have it, you know, every kid's different. But with the kids that do find that love and that drive, they're only going to get better. But if we take that yeah. away by, you know, so structure-driven, you know, very focused, which is really great. Of course, these kids need to get better. But why not go in the sand, find three or four of your club teammates or high school teammates and go out there? It's only going to make, you know, it's first going to make your – you can relax and have fun as a kid, and you're playing volleyball at the same time. So you're you're finding the love, you know, even – it doesn't matter if you're nine or if you're 18 or if you're, you know, 15, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But I think with this structured indoor club and, you know, seasons that this sand could really break the mold and give something, you know, something different to these kids where it's not 24 seven all the time, but they're still playing volleyball, which, you know, is amazing. It's just a different aspect of it, which, you know, a lot of sports, you know, that that's hard to do. You can't, there's not a lot of sports that have these different aspects that sand and indoor does. Um, I couldn't promote, you know, going out there and just having fun and see where it goes, but you're just getting that love, like we say, back. Um, and you're not getting stressed out. You're not getting burnt out as much. And it's just, it's a fun atmosphere. You can't not, not love sand if you love volleyball. So the fun thing is that I'll just put it, because we, I've done a lot of research on the, the angle of being outdoors. Um, yeah. Just the connection, you know, you take away all the, the artificial connections. Like, have you heard of grounding before? And maybe you haven't or haven't done that before. But basically getting out there with no shoes on and getting grounded mm-hmm. and then having, mm-hmm. being outside, you know, makes it mm-hmm. 15 to 20%, you know, and then all the, you know, the, the sun, you know, makes your body. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is quite a healthy environment. You know, from that standpoint, mm-hmm. and it just yeah, I mean, the, me. the, and that's, go ahead. Oh no, you're, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It's it's just a different atmosphere, and you don't know that atmosphere, and you can't until you experience it and realize, you know, what the game is all about and what it offers for these kids. Amazing. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Coach. Um, no, I appreciate where, it. Yes. Where can people get a hold of you? Because I think. Uh, uh, gosh, if I was a, a young person looking for a college, I know where I'd show up because of uh, <laughs> this is what it's about. Thanks, it's dude. about understanding and getting out there and having fun and, and getting better in the end. Yep, yep, and having a great experience in the end. And, um, yeah, you can reach me, um, Bailey, B as in boy, A-I-L-E-Y, 2-2 at UAB.edu. Um, and then always um, email me is the best way, best option to get a hold of me and Love to talk more. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. All right. Thank you. All righty. That's it. That's uh, it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. I, I think there's a couple times where we talked over one another. Yeah, I'm sorry. But when you don't <laughs> see each other, you know, the way life goes, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I like to say, I don't think there's anything... Uh, unless you feel that we talked about that. No, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with what I said. <laughs> yeah, cool. So then what I'll do is um, I'll, like I'll uh, edit it up a little bit, 
put our intro music and all that okay. kind of stuff around it. And then okay. um, I will email you once that's because I, I, I do a little kind of like an intro landing page, you know, and then mm-hmm. um, I send it out to all the our list and stuff like that. So, which is, uh, gosh, it's up to almost 4,000 strong now. So it's a oh, awesome. pretty nice little thing. Oh. Yes, and hopefully yeah, it's uh, put it out. Hopefully you get some Minnesota people down there for you. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Minnesota did come play. (laughs) They love it. Yeah, we have to to send down our our pale-skinned, you know, Yasher (laughs) Yvetches from Fargo. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that'd be awesome. Anytime. Yes, we would. (laughs) All right. Well, again, thank you. Um, I, would I like really to, appreciate it. Thank um, you. Yeah. Uh, I would like to have, I mean, you honestly brought maybe in a couple months, would you be willing to come on again for 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. Because you brought up yeah, a lot of things. No problem. I mean, well, one already yeah, just I about think... independent athletes. Yeah. It's, uh, um, I'm big on that, I guess. Because <laughs> it, it, it's true, and there's not many of them. I, I right. am firmly convinced there's not many of them. No, I I agree. Everything's shoved in their face and do this and do that and don't think. Just do it. So. Yeah. Um, what a great and sport. Have you got to yourself. It. Oh, yeah. No, you just tell me what to do. No, 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 no. I'm telling exactly. you. Exactly. It's way no, no, easier. No. You tell me what to do. <laughs> like a whole other world for Cool. Uh, All right. Well, thank you again. Well, I like to say I'll be in contact by email and then in a couple months, you know, maybe after the okay. – is there a good – Is I know this might be a good time mm-hmm. in the in the year, mm-hmm. but when is it that you yeah. start back up again for the indoor season? Uh, indoor will start like August 10th, but um, I'm sand only now, so I, I'll have some minimal duties um, for indoor. So, you know, anything like September on is pretty easy. Pretty – I mean, once cool. we get so to the and all that. Perfect. Well, that'll be perfect. I'll probably be back in touch with you September, October, in that range, and we'll we'll go from yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Alrighty, I appreciate it. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Bye.